It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in the third and final hour here on Monday. Uh, normally, we'd be turning on the light with Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light, but I haven't seen him pull in yet. Maybe he is uh, working on a on an important story. And uh, who knows? Maybe he'll join us uh, in a little bit. But until then, of course, we can talk with you at 508-996-0500. We can also take your app chat messages and your open line voicemails on the WBSM app. Uh, I did get a message from me in New Bedford who says, Going to amusement parks as a kid and bringing my kids when they were small, it was all about looking forward to having fun. Now it seems like it's something parents look forward to having their kids enjoy, but it's really a worry because it's so expensive and prohibitive to some families, and the kids will miss out in the experience because of the money. The money will be something that plays into the experience. And that's, no, that's absolutely 100% a concern for people now when they go to, to, to have these, these fun days is, you know, how much is it going to cost? And maybe maybe it's different for me than it was for my parents because I only had one child that I had to worry about, uh, whereas they had five. So when you're going somewhere, that's first of all, that's five admissions. That's five kids that want to have lunch while you're out. That's five kids that are going to get thirsty and want something to drink. You know, so it's it's not the same for every family but even having one child you know i still had to budget when we would go out to things now sometimes i would say okay you know we're how often are we going to do this let's just fine you want that we'll buy that whatever um and i try to for the most part not be the parent that says no you can't have you know chicken fingers at the park because we can't afford it you know, I kind of never wanted my son to know that we were up against it all the time. But, you know, so we could we could always say, okay, well, you know what? We can spend eight bucks for him to have chicken fingers in the park. But we also would try to make fun experiences out of things. And some of it were tips and tricks that I picked up from my parents. My wife picked up from her parents because there were four kids in her family. Which is, okay, well, let's, let's walk out of the park and go to the car and we've got a little picnic set up and we brought our own food and our own drinks and everything. But, you know, it kind of adds to the experience as opposed to take it away. So yeah, we could go sit at a table and you could have chicken fingers, but you can have chicken fingers anywhere. What's the fun in that? We're going to go out to the parking lot and have a picnic. So, you know, you find these little ways to kind of save yourself some, some money, but <coughs> excuse me. What's it like when you were trying to go to a park and, you know, you're riding the rides and you want to be able to buy the, the child a souvenir if they want one, but then they want to play games and games are expensive and you know the games are a waste of money because most of the time you're not going to win. You know, so there's a lot of budgeting that has to go into what you would hope would be a day where you could just relax and have fun. 
I mean, the one thing that I'm glad for when it came comes to amusement parks is at least once you're in there, you can ride whatever you want. Like the rides are all covered with the price of your admission. That's why if we ever went to a carnival or a fair, I always would buy wristbands if they had that option because I don't want to be figuring out tickets and then be left with, you know, there's I got three tickets left, but every ride is five tickets. Well, here, stranger, have three tickets. You know, like it's just little things like that that add unnecessary math into the situation. So I always wanted him to have a, a good experience. That's all that I all that I cared about. Maybe some of that experience is sometimes you do have to say no. Like no, no, I don't. I don't think you need a balloon because you're just going to lose it. Like you're just going to have it fly away. But if you want to get a different souvenir, we can. And you know, my my son was not one that wanted a whole bunch of things when he went to those kind of places anyway. He was just about the experience. But not every kid is like that. You know, some kids walk into a toy store and want every toy they see. I know because that was me when I was younger. And I do argue that that's because I grew up at a time when toys were awesome. So when you go out to the when you go out to the uh, carnivals and the fairs and even to amusement parks you know you've got to look at the situation and say I don't think I can you know just spend freely I've got to got to budget this much money it's almost like you know whenever you go out anywhere else you go on out to dinner, okay, but let's, you know, yeah, get what you want, but also I don't want to spend $300 on dinner tonight. You know, you've got to have some of that balance. And the caller, I mean, the uh, app chatter is right. Me in New Bedford is right. You start wondering more about that. You start wondering more about what it is that you're going to spend. Uh, Chris in New Bedford says, Tim... Uh, parents, including myself, would always budget for our children to have a good time or to bring them out. Can we stop with the it's too expensive today for parents, blah, blah, blah. You always have the attitude or come across with the attitude that feel bad for children who don't do things. Things cost money. Not everybody gets things for free. Those who have children will do what they need to do for their children to have fun. Well, no, but that's the, the point is, is things have become a lot more expensive for providing those type of things to do. I mentioned before that when I went to Six Flags last, you know, the I think it was like $35 for the admission. And you could bring, I forget what the deal was. It was bring a can of Coke that had a coupon on it. Or you, I know we used to get the coupons all the time for Canopy Lake from the 7-Eleven near my house. They would be right there on the counter and you can go in there and grab as many as you needed. So you would save, I think it was like 10 bucks off. Five or ten dollars off each admission, so it's worth it to try and track those down. But you know, nowadays it's it's a lot more money for people to go to places. So yeah, it it does become cost prohibitive. 
And and just because it isn't for you doesn't mean that it isn't for others. Others who could have gone in the past but but now can't. So that is the reality of it. Now, are there things for kids to do that don't cost money? Of course, there's lots of things to do for free. And people, unfortunately, don't check out enough of those things because they think that, you know, that the experience that the kid is asking for, say, you know, the kid wants to go to Six Flags. Well, I can't afford to bring you to Six Flags. I'm sorry. So we're just going to sit at home. Maybe you bring them out to a different experience instead, and then that makes just as good of a memory for them. My, as I've said before, my favorite days when I was a kid, some of my favorite days was, was when my dad would take me to the Blue Hills. You know, we lived in, in Randolph when I was young. I started school in Randolph. Well, I started school in Brockton and then moved to Randolph. But, you know, living in that area... It was not a big deal for him to wake up on a Saturday morning with me and say, go pack a backpack because we're going to go up to the Blue Hills. And it was always the same thing. We would go to this little store that was near the Great Blue Hill. We would go in there and we would buy like Slim Jims and I'm sure a bottle of water and like I remember getting ring pops, you know, just like these little snacks, survival snacks. And we would just spend the day climbing up the side of the hill and going through all the wooded paths and everything, getting to the top. We would have some sandwiches that we would eat at the top, probably that we made at home. And then roll down the ski slope (laughs) to, to get back down. And those are some of my best memories that probably cost my dad, you know, five bucks for all the stuff that we bought and you know in those days five bucks in gas we went to every amusement park in the area too i don't really remember a lot of that you know i don't it all kind of blends together i think back in my mind and i'm like was that riverside or was that whalem park i can't remember my brother who's a, a an amusement park aficionado Before before he had kids, like his goal was to ride around, you know, to go to every park he could and ride all the roller coasters. And he would read about them all and, and visit websites about them and watch YouTube videos. So we'll get into discussions back and forth about this ride and that ride. He's like, no, no, that wasn't there. That was here. And I trust that he, he probably knows better than I do because he reads up on it. But that's how it all is in my mind. You know, it kind of all blends together. I had fun. I enjoyed it. I'm glad I had those experiences. But I like, you know, the days where it maybe it's because it was just me and my dad. A time where I got him to myself, you know, away from my other siblings. Who knows? That could be part of it. But I remember those experiences that probably didn't cost anything. You know, you ask me about my, my dating life. What was what was the best date I ever went on? Or what was the best day I ever spent with with a girlfriend? It was just getting in the car and driving down to Provincetown. You know, no no aims, no goals, no determination of what we had to do. 
At the time, she made beaded jewelry, so she said, I'd just like to stop in the bead shop over there. But other than that, like, no plans. Like, those are the days that you remember. But I also think that there's, you know, there's got to be ways that you can keep your kids entertained and have those experiences and not have to spend a fortune. So what you need to do is you need to track down those places and you need to convince the kids that, you know, these are going to be better experiences than what you, you know, what they might think. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. If you want to call in and chime in, we're getting some app chat messages here. Um, Carolyn in Estonia says, "I love that you said that about not letting your child know that you were budgeting. I hate when parents expose their kids to adult issues. Kids tend to internalize things and will start to feel guilty that they are costing too much. And you know that's that's something that my son was always conscious of. Not that he, you know, not, I didn't want him to know that we." You know, we were against it all the time. But he was always just conscientious about things. So we would go, say, after, you know, a little league practice, a little league game on a Saturday. We would go to Red Robin or usually Red Robin. That was his favorite place at the time. But we would go somewhere for him to have, like, lunch because he hadn't had lunch and he just played a game and he was hungry. And it was nice to have a little extra time together. And so he would, we would go and like, we'd say, okay, what, what, what do you want? He would almost always get the same thing. You know, he would get mozzarella sticks to start and chicken fingers to, for his meal. And there would, there was one day where I remember he said, he goes, eh, you know what? I'm not really all that hungry. So you don't have to order me the, the mozzarella sticks. I'd rather you didn't spend the money if I wasn't going to eat it. You know, he was like seven, eight years old saying that kind of stuff, you know? So it was nice that he was conscientious of those kind of things. But I think he also would feel, if you asked him, yeah, I had a good childhood where I didn't have to didn't have to worry about that stuff. Did we go away on vacation every year? No. But were we able to take him places and have fun? Absolutely. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Hi, Tim. It sounds to me like you're going to write an article about all the things that parents can do with their kids at little to no cost. Because uh, I mean, there I, might be a lot of places that people don't know about. I mean, I know when I was a kid, my parents took us to a lot of places, you know, whether it be like Southwick Wild Animal Farm or Rogers, Roger Williams Park or or the, there's all a, a lot of other places, too, which I just can't think of the names of. Um, but, you know, there, there might be a lot of places that people just don't know where to bring the kids. Yeah, and I, I think that part of it is, you know, you have to have a little imagination yourself, too. Like, you need to think outside the box and not just think about places where um, you would have to spend money or find ways around it. Like, so one of the greatest things that's out there that not enough people take advantage of are all the great passes to things that they have at the public library. So you can go to the Museum of Science, you can go to the aquarium, you can go to Plymouth Plantation and not pay anything. You you check these passes out of the library, you go there with them, and then you got to bring them back to the library. But it's a way for you to be able to save all that money. Well, I, I have to ask, um, after hearing that uh, service is not going to be making any runs 
to Boston, let's just say a, a young family wants to go to the Museum of Science. Mm-hmm. There's no buses, and if they don't have a, a vehicle, then what do they do? Well, the, so the Peter Pan bus did pick up a did did put in a, a commuter line to Boston. So thankfully that has been alleviated. But and, and, and of course by the end of the year supposedly South Coast Rail will be up and running, which will be even more affordable for a family to be able to take into Boston. But I think that there's probably, you know, something to be said for enough of the local places that people could get to by a, a city bus that you could spend a day checking out. And the fact is the kids are only going to think something's boring if you don't get them excited for it. Well that that's true. I, you know, I can't remember all the different beaches and the beaches how you, how you'd have to pay a parking parking pass to get into. I know at one time Fort Phoenix charged; they had a, like a little booth just before you went in, and uh, and then you you'd pay for the day or you'd pay for so many hours and whatnot. And then there's also Mary's Pond, which I don't know what they're doing these days, but I remember that my mother used to take us at the beginning of the year because. She didn't want to go there. There was no tide to take the water out, and she didn't want us to go in after everybody wasted, so to speak, you know, with urine and whatnot in the pond as the summer had progressed. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that people can do, but some people, they just don't know because maybe maybe it wasn't done with them, you know? Yeah, and I, I think I think that you have to put a little bit of effort, and that's why it is great to write articles like we do. I don't know that I'm going to make a you know an overall you know an overall story, but I like to write about all the individual experiences that we can find, and Barry does too. And uh, it's just a matter of you have to think a little bit outside the box. So yeah, an amusement park is an easy place to go and spend the day, but what if you don't have the money to do that? So what else can you do? That you know, I've spent. When I took my son to Borderland or, or Purgatory Chasm, we spent a good five, six hours there. Sure. And, it, you know, and it's to me, that's memories that are better made because that's he and I together one on one. And that's, you know, there's not all of this distraction of everything else that's going on. Sure, go to the amusement parks when you can, but there's just other things that you can do to, to save save money if you need to budget. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Are they going to have the Wheeling City Festival this year? Do you know? They are. Oh, there you go. So I, re- I have an article up today about the, the the wrestling show that they do. They're going to have a memorial battle royal for a, a New Bedford native who was a longtime wrestling uh, a longtime wrestling Hall of Famer who um, who passed away last month unexpectedly. Oh, too bad. And but as part of that. You know, we have the dates for when the Whaling City Festival is going to be happening. It's July 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, I think, yeah. if that sounds right. Yeah, so that's a free option for people. Well, I mean, not not free. Well, I mean, well, free. In other words, you don't have to pay to get in. Right. You would have to pay for the rides, you know? Yeah. You can still go and have fun and experience everything around it without having. And you know what? You know, some kids don't want to go on rides. Some kids don't like that. True. True. So. All right. right. Have Thank a good you for day. the call. You as well. Bye-bye. And uh, that's the other thing to remember, too, is like some kids want a different type of experience. Anyway, 508-996-0500. I'm late for a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back in. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in or chime in, and if you want to share your thoughts via written form, you can send us an app chat on the WBSM app. You can also... Um, Send in an open line voicemail via the WBSM app as well. Thanks to South Coast Towing for making that app free for everybody to use. Uh, Polly in New Bedford sent in a message. Did Fairhaven really ban nips? If so, what stupid decision against the mom and pop businesses get crushed again? Are they going to ban 50 milliliters and 100 milliliters of energy drinks at Cumbies, etc.? So, uh, yes, the ban, the nip ban did pass 
at town meeting on Saturday. Um, by the way, if you're wondering about the Prop 2.5 override, uh, there's going to be a town-wide vote on that on June 5th. So, But the NIP ban is happening. That is going into effect, and um, that is, you know, I guess bad news for there's a lot of liquor stores and stores that sell alcohol in Fairhaven that are now not going to be able to sell those nip bottles. And we're seeing more and more of these bans happen. And as I said before, you know, if the main reason for banning nip bottles is because of the litter that they cause and because of the environmental impact of them, I mean, that's just a shame that we're that that stupid as a society that we can't just throw the bottles away properly. That we can't just pick up after ourselves enough. And that we have to, you know, lose the ability to buy something because we can't be responsible with the... I mean, imagine that. Um, put that in perspective of anything else. You know, oh, I'm sorry, you can't have, uh, you know, you can't have McDonald's anymore because you throw the trash on the ground every time you eat it. Oh, I'm sorry, you can't go into to Walmart and, and buy, I don't know, a box of cereal anymore because you throw the box on the ground when you're done with it. No, but for some reason, we think that would be ridiculous, right? It would be ridiculous to throw that trash on the ground. But yet people don't have any problem tossing a nip bottle or a scratch ticket or a cigarette butt. Like, what is, what is what's your dividing line? What's your... What's your line of demarcation for, for littering? Because that's the main thing that people bring up when talking about these nip bottle bans. But I see scratch tickets everywhere too. I see cigarette butts everywhere too. And towns aren't banning the sale of those. So yeah, now you can't buy a nip bottle. In fact, I don't know when it goes into effect, if it's immediate or if there's a date. I would think there's got to be a date of it going into effect because the stores must have a lot of supply on hand. So you got to give them a chance to, to get rid of that, I would think. Is it January 1st? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about it. If Marcus is listening, I'm sure he does. He can let me know. But so there you go. Another town that has banned nip bottles. And I think that they were looking to ban, I don't know if this played out, but I think they were also looking to ban ban uh, single-use plastic bags as well. Which, you know, a lot of folks were shopping in Fairhaven because it was one of the last places around where you could get plastic bags. I know folks who live in New Bedford that said, ah, I'm going to go to stop and shop in Walmart in Fairhaven as opposed to going to, you know, the Walmart in Dartmouth because I can get plastic bags still. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Yes, uh, getting rid of NIPs, uh, is this effective today? I don't know when it goes into effect, no. I'll have okay, to look up and see. Uh, uh, it's quite popular. Yeah, I mean, especially when you think about how much the stores have in stock. You know, they always yeah. have quite a bit behind the counter. So you, I would think you've got to give them time to get rid of that supply. That's exactly what I was thinking. They must have a supply because it's a it's a quick mover. It goes flies off the shelves and it's sold in ten packs now with the vacuum sealed wrap and everything. And uh, I don't know. You said it was about being litter bugs. People just uh, throw them everywhere. 
Yeah, that's the when you when you see the arguments that people make for banning them, that's usually the one that they bring up the most. People also talk about how easy it is to conceal them so you can drink while driving. People also talk about how easy it is to consume them so you can walk out of the store and down two or three of them before you even get in the car. So like people do have other concerns about them besides that. But the yeah, but, you know, that's a good point. And the I'm environment's the main the one. Insurance companies haven't jumped in on it before the people did because the fact is, is the nip you can dump it in your McDonald's soda, any soda in particular, or your Dunkin' Donuts coffee, and boom, bang, you got that little perk that you need, and out the window the damn thing goes uh, into the trash. But you know, my problem really uh, with that is the uh, the water bottles. Why do people take their empty plastic water bottles? You name the brand from you know anywhere to whatever. Um, especially, I see a lot of Poland Springs around here. Just blowing around today is like a 15-mile-an-hour wind, and there they are. They're 16.9 ounces, and they're making noise, hitting up against car tires and stuff. Yeah, a lot of a lot of communities are banning those now, too. Oh, they are? Yeah, single-use plastic water bottles, yeah. I, w- I wonder who's spearheading this because, uh, you know, it's a damn good thing because... Um, if, if, if there isn't a depository for these uh, particulars, like water bottles, I know we got trash uh, bins along the sidewalk, but if it was specific, you know, water bottles only, it would help, I think. It would help us a lot. Because you give you a destination point to throw that damn bottle away. Yeah, the downside is people don't follow it, though. You put a you put out a, a plastics-only, you know, barrel on the street, and people are dumping everything in there. Yeah, but when we say people, is it a particular type of people or an area or a certain? And can we put this into a another demographic? But can we profile who the biggest offenders are? I know that unfortunately, if you go around I don't a think conven- so. A convenience store and a liquor store is always trash, trash, trash. And I don't know why they have the tiniest refuse uh, barrels, but <laughs> they should have the bigger barrels, or even the city should put a barrel right at these locations for the sake of the community. Well, you know, I've been to some stores where they say, you know, don't don't throw that away here. I'm like, well, I'm throwing away my Dunkin' Donuts cup in your trash because I just bought something in your store that needs to go into my cup holder. So it's a fair exchange of one to the other. But I've, I've actually had people tell me, like, you know, the, those trash barrels by the gas station aren't to clean out your car. I'm like, I know, but I just bought something inside and I need to make room for it in the car. Yeah, that's a good point because of the fact that uh, it's got to go somewhere, and they're making a profit off of you being a patron, a customer. So what? The, what's the problem? I mean, really, uh, why would they say that to you? It's kind of rude after you've been a paying customer with well, the but product. You because I've, you I've the also product, s- and now you want to give it to the wrappers and things. I've also seen people who have literally cleaned out their car into those barrels as they're pumping gas, or people who will go to you know they in, in New Bedford, you're required to have the trash barrels at a drive-through window, so people will just start taking all their trash out of their car and put it into that trash barrel rather than just you know throwing away the the one cup that might have been in their cup holder already with nothing left yeah. in it. I see a lot of people go to the car wash and use their barrels to empty out and everything, and, and maybe do a quick back or something. But, uh, yeah, I mean, even if people do that at a filling pump, empty out and everything, what's wrong with it? Can't you keep up with it? I mean, you're making good money. These people are your, they're your bread and butter. You're a building dollar industry. Yeah, but, but with also nice the, the person working at a convenience store can't come out and dump the trash every 10 minutes because everybody's dumping everything from their car, too. Well, I, I don't know. I, I, I happen to think that there's a way to do this because uh, everybody's it's a human condition. And if you can't, and in uh, 2023, if you can't figure out that these people are going to keep doing their behavior is not going to change and you need them and they need you, uh, let's, let's get a bigger barrel. All right. Well, thank you for the call. 
Okay, fine. Have a good one. And uh, just a quick note, um, I was texting with Jack. He's going to join us tomorrow. He got caught up in something, so he'll be with us tomorrow. We'll turn on the light in the 11 o'clock hour tomorrow. 508-996-0500. You are next on WBSM. How you doing, Tim? Good. How are you? Yeah, I didn't catch the whole conversation, but a nipper bottle should be um, banned altogether. Um, the um, I have about 500 feet of frontage in front of my house on our road, and um, I could pick up a each year a half of a, a black plastic garbage bag full of nipper bottles, and that's 500 feet of frontage. So if you took the 500 feet and then you add the rest of the roadway in our town into it, uh, that's a lot of that's a lot of nipper bottles. Um, and I, I just think it's a delivery system for people to get drunk on the road, period. <laughs> you know, I mean, I guess you could put it in your pocket and drink on the job or whatever. But, um, you know, it's uh, I think they should be banned. I mean, it's 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 trash. People drink them in the car and throw them out the window. Um, you know, if you want to drink and you, you want to go for it, to get a real full-size bottle and, you know, take the risk, you know, as far as hiding it or whatever else you got to do. But... Little nipper bottles are really just about delivering alcohol to people that can get in a car and drive. And, and I, under, I understand why people, you know, want to see it banned from that perspective. I, I the, the banning it for the purposes of the environment just makes me, that makes me a little bit upset because that just shows that people are just so dumb that they can't, they're going to lose something because they couldn't just be responsible with it. Well, I, that, well, that's the thing is industry, I mean, you've been around a while. Industry de- devises ways to create more customers and create more frequency of usage. Um, so, you know, nipper bottles is a great solution for that because people, you know, either they don't have the money to buy, you know, a quart or a pint or a half pint or whatever. And they're like, oh, let's get a whole handful of $1 nipper bottles. So, I mean, I think it's industry more than people saying this is important to me and it all just sort of worked out that way. Um, but yeah, you're right. Um, you know, I, I mean, I've, I'm not, a, <laughs> I'm no saint. I've bought nipper bottles myself, but not for driving in the car. And, but when I see them on the side of the road and, you know, and they're hard to pick up and, and then you start to get, you know, they got the caps and the plastic is crushed into the ground. And, you know, it's just, uh, I'm just like, yeah, this is just sort of a, there's no point in this. And, uh, I would get on a rant on a drive through, uh, uh, restaurants as well to some extent, but that's a whole nother, another day. So, <laughs> that, that, yeah, that, those bring their own problems with them for sure. Yeah, well, yeah, people that I, I think I think drive-through makes a lot of sense. I think the fact that the, the corporations that uh, their packaging is all over my uh, uh, frontage on my my property, um, I'd like them to pay me to pick it up. So I, I'm fine if you want to offer offer that, then you should come to each city and say, okay, we're going to offer X amount of you know, dollars for each city to pick up the garbage that, you know, our customers are throwing on the ground. So, anyway. Well, thank you for the call. Have a good day. And uh, I did look up uh, on the town warrant, too, um, when that would go into effect. So, January 1st of 2024 is when the ban goes into effect. So, the stores will be allowed to keep selling them throughout the course of this year. Um, But... They will go. The sale of alcoholic beverages in containers less than or equal to 100 milliliters is prohibited within the town of Fairhaven, effective January 1st, 2024, or to take any action relative thereto. So I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly, you know, what that means. I don't know if that means you can sell what you have but don't order more, or if that means you can, you can keep ordering it and stocking it until January 1st. But that's when it goes into effect, January 1st. Uh, let's take another quick call before I get to take a break. You are next on WBSM. Hello. Hi, Tim. Why don't they just, you know, um, add like a, a few pennies to each nip bottle? I bet you any money, you know, 
you know, they recycle them like people just pick them up like crazy. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I think that the, um, you know, that doesn't satisfy like the previous caller that's more concerned about people who are drinking and driving. I think that concern will still be out there no matter what. Um, but yeah, it might, it might cause some people to pick them up, but you've got to have people that are willing to, cause the average person that buys a nip isn't going to bother to return a nip bottle for, for no, a deposit. No, but other people will pick them up. So you, you need know? somebody that's willing to go out there and do that and do that in a significant way I'm, to get I'm, rid of what's out there. I mean, uh, I live down by County Road in Rochester, and there, I know quite a few people that just walk, and they do it just to, to get exercise, but they have a bag, and they pick up cans and uh, uh, just to do it. And I'm sure if there was uh, an incentive to do it, they would, you know, have a ton of those uh, those nip. I'm, I'm sure it would work. I'm serious. I mean, I, I don't know if anybody's tried putting a deposit on them. I think people are just more likely, you know, town municipalities are more likely to just ban them. But maybe if somebody gives it a try, it shows that it can work. Yeah, I think that's that's the way to go. But, you know, I, at least try it, you know. All right. Well, thank you for the call. Okay. And uh, we have room for more with you at 508-996-0500. You can also app chat us on the WBSM app. Um, if you want to uh, share your thoughts on that as well, we'll take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. More with you at 508-996-0500. A reminder that Jack Spillane will join us tomorrow. We'll turn on the light in the 11 o'clock hour tomorrow. Uh, and then, of course, Mayor Mitchell will be back with us on Wednesday. We'll have a lot to discuss with him, including uh, Kate is working on a story at WBSM.com and uh, on the WBSM app about the mayor planning to focus on roads with a new $8 million plan. So you'll be able to read about that very shortly at WBSM.com and on the app. And we can talk about that with Mayor Mitchell on Wednesday, as well as a number of other things as well. Talking about this Fairhaven nip bottle ban, uh, we got an app chat message from Answered7 and a Kushner who says, people will still litter. People will go buy a nip in New Bedford or a Kushner and bring it to Fairhaven and still litter and throw out the nip when they are done with it. I think maybe... But I also think that the people who go out and buy the nips and throw them on the ground are people who tend to drink them where they buy them. So, I mean, you can see the proximity of where these nip bottles are seen the most in comparison to the liquor stores. They're not something that people buy and they hold on to and they say, I'm going to wait an hour and drink this. Now, I don't buy a lot of nips. In fact, I very, very rarely do. Sometimes if I'm at a at a uh, liquor store buying something, which I don't partake in very often, but, you know, now and then, especially in the summertime when I might, you know, want to have a, especially because I love the hard iced tea, the hard lemonade, the hard Arnold Palmer. Um, I love those kind of drinks. Gazelle was just telling me about an, a, a, an adult juice box that they have out this year. So, you know, those kind of things I might, I might try on a nice summer night when I don't have any work to do. And if I see something in the nip section, you know, when you go up there to, to pay for everything, it might catch my attention. Yeah, I'll, I'll try it. Um, but I generally don't drink them very often. Now, I used to when I was younger and we would go to the movie theater and we would sneak in a couple of, you know, Jack Daniels nips and drop them into our giant Coke and drink that while we were watching the movie. You know, or when um, when my mother-in-law had a pool and I would go there after work and I'd go get – I used to – Go get a lemonade culotta and I would drop some, you know, whatever I've got for a nip, I would drop some of that in there and just sit in the pool and drink that, you know. But I don't really buy a lot of them and I certainly don't throw them out the window and I certainly don't consume them like on my way to the car 
from purchasing them in the store. But unfortunately, that's what a lot of people do, and that's where you you get these these like we get we get nip bottles in the parking lot here because we have the liquor store at the end of the plaza. And where we're at in the corner, things tend to blow into the corner. So you see the scratch tickets. You see the, the nip bottles. You see all of that. So I get it. I get why people are concerned about the litter that they cause. I just think that the fact that people can't be more responsible with something and now other people who could be have lost it. 508-996-0500. Let me take my final break of the hour. We'll be back in a few moments. All right, welcome back.